We just want great, to uh, uh, bring greetings from Bishop Azalan, who is not here today. Uh, he's doing his national duty, uh, ministering in uh, uh, Umtata, uh, in Rima Umtata uh, this morning. Hallelujah. And we are thankful that uh, together with my bishop, they have allowed uh, us to come and minister to you. Hallelujah. We don't take it for granted. This is a privilege. This is uh, what God has brought here to do, to work and support the men of God. Hallelujah. And therefore, Bazalani, we are continuing on our theme, the mantle of a healthy church or the mantle of a healthy growing church. Hallelujah. But before we get into that, we just want to acknowledge our, vis- uh, our visitors today. Hallelujah. Let's give them a round of applause, Bazalani. All right, Bazalani, let's get uh, to the business of the day. The mantle of a healthy growing church. Uh, this is a series that we're doing for the month of February. Uh, as you recall, uh, Bishop started it, introduced it a uh, week before last. But last week we had to uh, kind of pause it because of uh, the uh, community duty that we're doing of uh, the uh, All Achievers Awards. Bazalani. Wasn't that powerful? Let's give a round of applause, Bazalani, uh, for the good work that uh, my bishop has done. You know, it has been 20 years. Yeah? 20 years. Uh, uh, I thought of asking my daughter uh, that where were you 20 years ago uh, when the Achievers Awards were starting? You know, but it is going, and we are thankful uh, to God for the work that he's doing. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So we, uh, uh, we're going to recap a lot and build on what Bishop uh, um, uh, had prepared for us, and we'll take it from there and then build on it, uh, give uh, what the Lord has laid in our hearts. Hallelujah. Yeah. Uh, so when we look at our main scripture, our main scripture is Matthew chapter 16, verse 17 and 18. It reads as thus, it says, And Jesus answered in the King James Version, And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh... And blood has not revealed it unto you, but my Father, uh, which is in heaven, and I say also unto you, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. You know, in the scripture we find two things that I want to emphasize. Jesus Christ is saying to uh, uh, Peter, one is that he changes his name from Simon to Peter. All right. Uh, when you look at it, he says, start by saying, Simon Barjona. Then he says, thou art Peter. Thou art Peter. But two things I want to emphasize. He says that upon this rock, I, Jesus Christ. I, Jesus Christ. Not you, Peter. I, Jesus Christ, will build my church. All right. So it is Jesus Christ who builds the church. It is God who lays the foundations of the church. It is God who builds the church. That's the first thing. The second thing is that he says that uh, the, 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 the gates of hell shall not prevail. So, therefore, what we need to do is to build prevailing churches. We need to build sustainable churches. We need to build churches that will stand the test of time. It was in 1983 when Grace Bible Church was established. It should be that when we uh, come to 2063, that Grace Bible Church should still exist. Because it is a prevailing church. Hallelujah. So we're looking at what will the 21st century church be like? You know, what, what kind of a church will succeed in the 21st century? You know, it is very interesting is the last two years, the last two years has shaken the foundation of everyone, including, and every institution, including the church. That for the first time in the hundred years, if not more, that the church had not met. Physically. We had to go to social media, we had to go to TV, but people were not meeting. You know, and that was sending a question the question is, what kind of a church is this? What kind of Christians are these? So we're saying that the, the church that will, uh, that will succeed in the 21st century, it's a healthy church. It is a healthy church. Therefore, a, a question be, uh, be, uh, comes up. 
the question comes up that what is a healthy church? You know? And a healthy church will lead to growth. It will become a growing church. You know, I mean, even in the, in, in the physical, something that is sick dies. But something that is healthy grows. Isn't it, Bazalan? So we're looking into that. And we know that because Jesus Christ says, upon this rock I shall build my church, then it indicates to us that God wants churches to grow. God wants churches to flourish. Throughout, ever since the establishment of the church, the church has grown. They say that in the, in the first uh, 100 years, it had, it had exploded to about 300, uh, or to, uh, 3 million people within the Roman Empire. It kept on growing. Even in the midst of pandemics, this is not the first pandemic. In, in, uh, in 1918, there was another pandemic, but the church prevailed. So God wants us to prevail, Brazilian. Hallelujah. So for the church to grow, it then needs to embrace the mantle. Because it is the mantle that makes the difference. It is the anointing that makes a difference. So we need to, then it needs to embrace its mantle. Why? Because it is different from being a court. It is different from being a state. It is different from being a school. It is set apart, Bazala. Many times we try and change the church and make it to become something else. But we need to understand that the church needs to stand on its own. It needs to embrace its mantle. Hallelujah. So that's why we're looking at the, the mantle of the church. And when we speak about the church, we're not speaking, yes, you can generalize, but in this case, we're speaking about the local church. We're speaking about the local church. You can critique other churches uh, 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 and say what about them, but most, some of them, they have outlived 300 years. They've been there for 300 years. So it's to say, it's to say something about those churches uh, that they've embraced themselves, their mental. Hallelujah. Amen. So we look at the mental. What is a mental? A mental in Bible days was an item of clothing that was distinct. A Hebrew garment made of two pieces of uh, wool material sewn together. Note it didn't have, uh, 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 it had slits and not sleeves. As you can see at the back, it has slits and not sleeves. It is, a, it's roomy, Bazalan. It is roomy and it has a purpose why it's roomy. It is very interesting that they say that the Hebrew man who, or a Hebrew traveler, would wear this cloak and as soon as it becomes night, he would just lie down and take the cloak and cover himself. That is the purpose of it being roomy. All right. That is its purpose of being roomy. Uh, note, Bazalan, that it had various colors. Uh, as Bishop indicated, those colors and, uh, had a prophetic meaning. The prophetic meaning is that it represents different seasons in one's life. Whether in, 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 in individual's lives or whether in institutional life, in this case, in the church life. Hallelujah. So it is roomy. Another name for, 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 for a mantle was a, a tunic, a cloak, or a coat. Note, Bazalane, that uh, prophets, kings, and priests wear mantles. They wear mantles because God was giving them a, a divine enablement for those individuals to fulfill their calling. To fulfill their calling. So you would you, note that some of the traditions that are there, they come from afar. And, and, and that shows that Christianity needs also to impact the community. Today, when you become a, ju a judge, they, they give you that, that, that robe that you wear. Or even a lawyer, they give you a robe. When a king is ordained, he's given something to wear. When priests have been ordained, God had specific measures. He says to, to Moses, this is how you need to clothe Aaron. Those were not just uh, mere clothings. They were mantles. Signifying that God's hand is upon them. Hallelujah, Bazalan. So we, we look at the life of Elijah and Elisha, and we find that Elisha understood the meaning of a mantle. He understood the meaning of a mantle. You see, when you read in Kings chapter, 1 Kings chapter 19, verses 15, 16, 19, and 21, 
we find some very interesting observations there. Let's read it, Rosalind. In the uh, New International Version, it says, The Lord said to him, Go back the way you came, speaking to uh, Elijah, and go to the desert of Damascus. When you get there, anoint Hezekiel, uh, king of Aram, and also anoint Jehu, son of Nimshi, king of, uh, of over Israel, and anoint Elisha, son of Shaphat, uh, from Abel Mihola, uh, to succeed you as a prophet. One thing that we note is that God is, uh, is instructing Elijah to anoint three people. And note that these three people are very interesting. Many times when we read the Bible, especially the Old Testament, or when we think about the Bible, we don't think about God getting into international relations. We're thinking about him addressing only Israel. But note, when you look at this case, he says to Elijah, go and anoint, go and anoint Hazaziel. King of Aram. Now he's going beyond Israel. He's, he's now speaking international relations. He's saying, go anoint a king of another nation that God would use people internationally, that God will use even sometimes people not of, of your faith to influence that his agenda or his glory uh, should, be, he should be glorified. Hallelujah. And note that he then says to uh, 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 anoint Jehu. Why Jehu? Because Jehu was going, uh, has an, an agenda that he has for Jehu. Uh, Jehu was there to be able to can sweep. You know, he was sweeper. Yeah. When everyone is Matamata, we are now observing the number four, number five. Your role is to sweep. All they do, they come and fix things that are broken. So Jehu was that type of a person. God has anointed him to come and sweep, to come and clean house in Israel, so that Israel should come back into uh, worshiping him. Hallelujah. And no Bazalan, he then says to, uh, to Elijah, go and anoint Elisha in your space. So, very interesting that God, for his name to be glorified, he would defy a, 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 a succession plan. He would defy, he would come with his own succession plan. It is his agenda, he is building his house. Are you with me, Bezalan? That when you think that you have a particular person who would succeed, God can come and just disrupt. If that person is not aligned with God's will, he will come and disrupt. And he put his success, uh, uh, the, the people that he wants to succeed. Hallelujah. Amen. Verse 19 says, So Elijah went, uh, went from there and found Elisha, son of Shaphat. He was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen, and he himself was driving the 12th pair. Note, Elijah went up to him and threw his cloak around him. Elisha then left his oxen and ran after Elijah. Let, let me kiss my father and mother goodbye, and he said, and then I will come with you. Note, all that Elijah did was to throw a mantle at him, to take his coat and throw it. But he, because of he understands what the spiritual things are, the mantle when it landed on him, it brought transformation. <laughs> that you might have a plan in your life yeah, to be an engineer of sort and sort, to be, uh, to hold a, a PhD in whatever, or to be a successful person man, or whatever that you are. And God might come and said, this is my path. And when he strikes you, when it brings the mental in your life, your mental, the mental changes everything. It changes everything. It is E.A. Edobaye who gives a, an account about his life, that he was a lecturer of mathematician. He runs one of the biggest churches in Nigeria. He was, a, he was a mathematician, a cushy job, luxury, at the university. Then uh, churches were not big. They were small. He went, got saved, and went into a small church. When he entered in his church, the pastor of the church that, 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 that he went to, God spoke to him and said, now someone who's going to succeed has just entered your premise. 
So uh, uh, then, then he got born again, then he su- submitted under the, 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 the settlement of God. He submitted under the angel of the house. He submitted under the head pastor, the senior pastor of that church. So when the mantle lands on you, you would know, Bazalan. It will bring disruption in your life. You would have your plans. For as long as your plans are there and are not aligned to God, God will disrupt them. You know, I like the way Paul puts it. It's all things worketh for good for those who love the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's continue. Then uh, Elijah says to, to, to Elisha, um, Go back, Elijah replied. What have I done to you? Go back, Elijah replied. What have I done to you? So Elisha left him and went back. He took his yoke of ox and, and, and slaughtered them. He burned the plowing equipment to cook the meat and gave it to the people and they ate. Then he set out to follow Elijah note and became his attendant. The Arana Virgin says he became his servant. You know, speaking about this, Bishop uh, David Odeepo says about what uh, Elisha did when he went and destroyed his, his uh, oxen and slaughtered them and gave up. He said that it is total abandonment. That there are points where God wants of us total abandonment. That we need to abandon everything. You know, how do I got plan B? God will say, but I'm your plan B. It's a a scary and a shaky thing. But God demands that of us. God demands uh, uh, that of us. A note, I like the way Bishop Ibanga did. He says, Elisha received the mantle, but he still needed to come and submit. He still needed to come and submit. I think it was about 10 years that he spent with Elijah. Saving Elijah, learning under Elijah. It is only after 10 years that when Elijah asked him, what do you want from me? He says, I want double portion of your anointing. Double po- you don't just wake up and get your double portion. You have to go through the process. You have to go through the process. Hallelujah. So therefore, Bazalani, a mental is a combination of God's giftings, abilities, divine enablement, favor, and anointing for office or purpose. The mantle comes upon individuals. They come upon families. They come upon communities and churches and nations. I would encourage you, Bazalan, to get or to listen to the podcast that, uh, that Bishop did, uh, not last week, week before last, when he laid foundation. It is very interesting that when the service went, it took a turn and the focus was upon the family. Are you with me, Bazalan? So I'm just illustrating the fact that it, it comes upon individuals, it comes upon families, uh, but also communities and churches and nations. See, when we look at the, 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 the mental upon the churches, Bazalani, we learn a, a couple of things uh, in, in the uh, New Testament. In the New Testament, Paul speaks about the church of Corinth. He speaks about the church of Ephesus. You know, you can, yeah, you can say in passing, no, no. But when you look at closely, he highlights certain things that speaks about the mantle of these churches. In the, in the church of Corinth, uh, he says that they are a church that is endowed with spiritual giftings. When you speak about people who have galore giftings, that is the church in Corinth. When you speak about the church in Ephesus, that is a church that uh, Paul when he speaks, he says that you may receive uh, revelation knowledge. You know? And very interesting, when you fast forward to the book of Revelations, uh, Revelations chapter 2 and chapter 3, we find that Jesus Christ is writing a letter to the, book of, uh, to the church of Ephesus. Because they loved revelation knowledge. They loved the logos. They loved the rhema weight. He says to them, when he speaks about the seven churches, he says to them that uh, he commends them for their endurance, their long-suffering, and the dislikes of false prophets and teachers. That is the mental they held. 
Guru, when you were preaching the word, they would want to uh, understand the word just like the Christians in Peria. But also they would want to receive that uh, rhema word from God. That is the mental that was there. So when you, when you look at the other seven churches that uh, Jesus Christ writes to in the book of Revelations, the, the church in Smyrna, they, they, he says about them that they suffered persecution for their faith and received comfort from the Lord. So you can summarize that. They say the gift of encouragement, that in the midst of their troubles, this church was endowed with encouragement, that they would encourage their people you know, there, there, there are times where you need encouragement when you go through storms. I, I don't know about you, but sometimes I've been to a, uh, to a situation where I go and try and encourage someone who has cancer or HIV or who's very sick, and I find that they are, being, they are the ones who are encouraging me. Why? Because God has given them the grace to go through their challenge, to go through their troubles, to go through what they're experiencing. No, no, not that they like suffering, no. It's not that they like, there are people who say, or suffering. No, no, not that, that, but God gives you the grace to go through it. Are you with me, Bazala? He gives you, he gives you the grace to go through it. Speaking about the church in uh, Pergamon, I like the way uh, Bishop Doug puts it. He says, Pergamon, where the devil lives. It was, no, that's how the place was. It was wicked. It was wicked. He, Jesus Christ says, you are surrounded by wickedness in, in your city, but you held fast to your belief. So there were people of faith. The Christian is pergamon. There were people of faith. They would hold on. But at points that there are, there, are, there are times where God gives you the ability the grace to exceed the faith you have. Because when other people are believing stuff, when you are believing bigger stuff, yeah. things that are bigger than you, yeah. when you look at the church in, in, in Taitira, he says that the church had love, patience, and endurance. Love, patience, and endurance. What is it that Grace Bible Church has? What is the mental of Grace Bible Church? This is the church. Obviously, when you look, not obviously, but there is an opposite to this. He speaks, when you look at the, those, that letter, he writes a letter and says, I like that you have this, but I don't like that you have this. Are you with me, Zalan? Some of them were, were Christians who were stone track. For instance, the, the church in Ephesus. The church in Ephesus liked the weight. They loved the weight. But he says about them that you have lost the first love. So he contrasts. So I'm emphasizing the mentors that they had. Hallelujah. Then the church, the church in Sardis, he says, uh, it is an active church full of good works. Full of good. There are churches when, when they do social outreach, when they reach out to the community, they excel. Are you with me, Zeland? They, 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 they go, they do wonders. They, they impact the community. Then the church in Philadelphia says, despite poverty and hardship, you stayed true. You stayed true. Sometimes you need to stay true. Hallelujah. So those are the mantles of the various churches that we find in the book of, in the New Testament, Zeland. Hallelujah. So remember, the mantle is the combination of favor, God's favor upon you, God's gifting, abilities, divine enablement and anointing to fulfill God's uh, mandate. So these are residing in the church. They are residing in the church. But we need to make some observation, as Bishop said. There are four observations that we need to make about uh, uh, the mental. The mental upon the church. One is that the church destiny is rooted in the relationship it had with the head of the church, which is Jesus Christ. Bazalani, we need not to be dependent upon the pastor. We need not to be dependent upon the prophet. We need not to be dependent upon a pastor. We need to be dependent and connected to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The song says, so it, you need to be connected. 
Why? Because if you are connected to Pastor Pizzo, you will fall off when Pastor Pizzo falls off. The pandemic has shown us that people have left. They got confused. Why? Because they are not connected. We need to move away, Barcelona, from being a church of converts to be a church of disciples. Hallelujah. John 15, verse 5. Jesus Christ, I am the vine, and you are the branches. If you want to bear much fruit, remember it's a healthy church. And a healthy church is a growing church. For us to be healthy, we need to be connected to the one who has the mental. Hallelujah. Secondly, the church, number two, the, 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 church, the, the, the spiritual empowerment of the church happens when the church is rooted in its relationship with the Holy Spirit. The first one is that it's rooted to Christ. The second one, it's rooted to, uh, to the Holy Spirit. But Zalana, one thing about the Holy Spirit is that he gives us power. Turn to your neighbor and say, power. power. You know, sometimes we get taught that we should abandon uh, 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 power for, for the word. We don't have to abandon the power for the word. We have them both. We have them both. When, when the description about Jesus Christ, he says uh, he, had, uh, he was rich in truth and in grace. Grace, Bazalan, it is the empowerment to do greater things. So we need the Holy Spirit to be connected. It is through the Holy Spirit power that strong churches are built. Bazalan, you know, you come here and you look at these numbers that are here. It is not by mere chance. It is not about the brand or, or about the popularity. It is about the Holy Spirit being at work. The Holy Spirit is at work building what Jesus Christ has died for. He is enabling us to be saved. Hallelujah. Number three. Number three, the character of the church will ultimately determine its influence, growth, development, and longevity. I like someone who says, a gift will take you there, but it is your character that will keep you. What will sustain Grace Bible Church to live out and get to uh, 2063? It is not just the giftings. It is the character of its leadership. And the character of its leadership, is around, we are not speaking about bishops. We are not speaking about overseers only. We are not speaking about reverence only. We are not speaking about pastors only. We are, not spe- we are speaking about everyone. When you go out there, you are representing Grace Bible Church. You are the leader in that sector. You are the leader in that area. You are the leader in the family. You are representing. You are an ambassador of Jesus Christ. So, Hallelujah. Don't abuse grace. Let grace transform you from the inside out. Hallelujah. Number four, each church has its unique uh, destiny, unique personality, and unique distinctives. There's a destiny for each church. There is unique personality. Sometimes we want the church, our church to be like other churches. And yet God has called us to be a specific church with a specific path. There are certain things that we do né, that gets us to succeed. There are certain things that uh, uh, others do that gets them to succeed. Are you with me, Bazalan? So we need to find out what are the things that make Grace Bible Church grow? What are the things that, 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 that uh, what is the path of Grace Bible Church? When we speak about hashtag a thousand churches, there are things that will enable us to reach those 1,000 churches. One of the things that we need to look into is how we can leverage the cell groups. Why? Because it is those cell groups that, has, that, that, that can make us flourish even more. You know, how uh, Sunning Hill was planted, was, it was a group of cell groups that were meeting. And they were growing and 
the, the branch was established. It is the cell groups that can sustain us, Bazalan. Are you with me, Bazalan? Hallelujah. So, the distinctives, what is different about us? In the morning, Pastor Teddy was saying that, you know, when people were praying, when they were in homemakers, they were running towards prayer. And I remember that I read an article a long time ago in the Mail and Guardian. When they were talking about Grace Bible Church, they were saying they were following and they were seeing that there were people who were disembarking from the Texas. After they disembarked, they would run to services. And it made them wonder what is happening in Soweto. What is happening in Pinville? So there's a distinctive about our church. But no, Bazalani, uh, other churches have the supernatural. They are big on the supernatural. Other churches are evangelizing churches. All right. Other churches are church planting churches. You know, when you look at the lighthouse of Bishop Doug, that at this point in time, they are standing, standing at about 3,300 churches worldwide in five continents. Church planting churches. A church that, that, that ministers to the poor. A church that produces musicians. A praying church. You know, when you look at the, the church here, Archbishop Duncan Williams, prayer is in the center. When you look at Grace Bible Church, Bazalane, do you know the logo of Grace Bible Church? Yeah? You look at those hands. Those hands are praying. They are praying hands. Their hands are surrenders. We cannot do anything without prayer. Prayer is the cornerstone of the church. Are you with me, Bazalan? But no, Bazalan, it does not mean at, at points when we become responsible, when we handle well what God has given, the mental that He's given us, all right, God will enable us to reach other areas. Some churches started and focused on what they are. How they are wired, their, their uniqueness, their destiny. But God added other things. All right. But there is a flip side, Bazalon. When you read the, the, the letters that Jesus Christ wrote, there's a church there when he says, If you don't perform, I will take the candlestick and give it to another. So if we do not become responsible on our mentals, Bazalon, God is going to take it and it's going to give it to another. Are you with me, Bazalan? But if we become responsible, he will add other mentals. And note, Bazalan, it is interesting that the grace and the mantle of the house flows over and spills over to those who are rooted in that house. So when, 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 when the church, the corporate church, when the local church succeeds, it says that the same anointing flows down. It starts from the head. It flows down to its members. Then you begin to see that a particular church, its members are like this. They succeed in these areas. And when you trace back, you find that they are covered by the corporate anointing. So when you are here, Bazaran, you are benefiting. You are benefiting from being a Christian, an individual Christian, but also you are benefiting because you are connected to a church. That is prevailing. Hallelujah. So now, when we have looked at those four observations of the mental of a healthy church, we need to then link them to the principles of a healthy growing church. We look at, I think, about four of them. Quickly, let's look at them. A healthy church begins with passion for God. Passion for God. Bazalani. You know, rather they should call you a fundamentalist yeah. eh, than for them to overlook you and say nothing about you. Yeah. Passion, Bazalane, is in the center of your life. It's what makes you alive. People are able to recognize you when you are passionate. See, when you read Acts chapter 2, verse 42, it says that they devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings. The word devoted there carries with it a sense of passion. A sense of passion. It carries the meaning of being steadfast and continuing. Passion is the source of our existence. But when you don't have passion, you're bored. You are not alive. You are not alive. 
So, so, so it, is, it, is, it is a source of our lives. It makes us alive. No, without passion, ministry becomes mechanical. Serebata, Hore, Rohoro, Verobonor, Hawapatala taxi, Ragasit in, Hawata in. Could we end up now? We become mechanical in what we do. Why? Because we don't have passion. We don't have passion. So we need to possess passion. We need to have passion. We need to surrender ourselves. God created us as emotional beings. Are you with me, Bazalan? Church attendance becomes a lifeless and boring. Boring. <laughs> Are you with me, Bazalan? So we need to be able to can move. Such so that even the young people of the 21st century are able to can come run. Running just like we did in uh, 1985, just like we did in 1995, just like we did in 2005, just like we did in 2015, just like we did in 2020, running to church. That should be the pattern. That should be the rhythm of our church. But we can only do so when we are passionate, Bazaran. Hallelujah. Without passion, worship becomes a dead liturgy. And without uh, passion, Bible teaching becomes a dead orthodoxy. So when you look at the, 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 the early church, Bazaran, in Acts chapter 2, Verse 42 and 40, uh, 41 and 42, you find that they were passionate about God's word. It says in verse 41 that they gladly received the word. In verse 42, it says they continued steadfast. In verse, uh, uh, and we look at it, the word in uh, um, uh, um, devoted in the uh, message Bible says they committed themselves. It is, you become committed to something you are passionate about. Now, look, for as long as the Popeye did the monad, I did rat out of the shape. Listen to what Peter says. Peter, in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 2, says, Crave pure milk. As new people, crave pure milk. Another version says, Desire. It is the desire that will help us, that we need to be a growing church. Hallelujah. Devon Hans says, a church that is passing is a church where discouraged folks cheer up, dishonored folks fizz up, sore folks sweetened up, uh, closed folks uh, open up, gossipers shut up, conflicted folks make up, sleeping folks wake up, lukewarm folks fire up, dry bones shake up, uh, pure potatoes stand up, but most important, uh, Christ, the savior of all the entire world, is lifted up. That is a passionate church. So we need passion. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, passion. Turn to another neighbor and say, neighbor, passion. Secondly, we need a healthy church. A healthy church will have a passion to win the lost. Because we need to win the lost. You know, speaking about this, the book of Proverbs says, the one who wins souls is the wise person. So we need to win the lost, Bazalan. At all costs, win the lost. Anakazo is what we need. Remember how you got saved. You were invited into a church. You were invited into a youth ministry. You were invited to a cell group. You were invited to an outreach. That's how you were. You were invited. So let's invite other people, Bazalan. Hallelujah. But it's not only about inviting people. It's about witnessing for the Lord. You know, when you look at uh, Acts chapter 1, verse 8, it says that you shall be my witness. So we, we need to witness, tell people about what God has done for you. Yeah? Tell people about what God has done. God has done amazing things. All he wants is for you to be a witness, to tell. No, don't try and get into arguments that are necessary. Testify. But look, you know what? I'm not going to get into debate, but all I can tell you is that I was blind and now I can see. John chapter 9. Then the other thing about the is that we need to move from being new converts to become disciples. So therefore, we need to learn to disciple others. Remember how you were discipled? 
There were people who were working with you, encouraging you, teaching you how to read the Bible, guiding you, yeah, making you to, to know, to take, take you to sell, introduce you to other believers. That's what we need to do. We need to disciple other people, Bazaran. Hallelujah. Why? Because that is our mandate. That is our mandate. Which is the next point. That we need to be united in purpose. We need to be united in purpose. Uh, that's point number three. You know, I like the Bible when it introduces the early church. It says they were together in the upper room in one accord. Of the same mind. That we need not to live in a church that has two visions in the house. That we should have a church with one vision. Are you with me, Bazalan? We are a prevailing church. We plant prevailing churches. That is our vision. Planting prevailing churches. Hallelujah. Number four, a healthy church will make the need of people, will meet the need of people around them as a priority. That we need to be responsive to the needs of our community, especially now, Bazalan. That COVID has, has wreaked havoc amongst us. That we need to learn to share with one another. You know that, yes, you're not earning a lot, but you know that your neighbor, your fellow brother in the church has lost his job. That they would need that you should share what you have with them. That's what the Bible encourages us to do. To respond. When you look at Acts chapter 4, 2, verse 44 and 45, it speaks about how they sold their things and make sure that they met each other's needs. That's how we need to roll, Bazalan. We need to respond to the community and we need to respond to our, those who are in need amongst ourselves. So now that we have looked at those principles of a healthy church, now we need to note how can we enhance our growth. How do we enhance our growth as a healthy church? You see, a healthy church uh, growth is enhanced when members do their part as members of the body of Christ. Listen to Ephesians chapter 4 verse 16. It says, from him the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, yeah. you are every supporting ligament. Of the body of Christ. So when we say that we are every, uh, we are every supporting leader, it means that every one of us has a role to play. But the Holy Spirit has been referred to as a gift giver. He gives the gifts as he wills for the purpose of growing the church. So all of us need to be involved. Hallelujah, Bazalan. Secondly, that every member is important. Every member is important. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, you are important. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12, in the uh, 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 New Century Version says, a person's body is one thing, but it has many parts. Though there are many parts to a body, all those parts make uh, only one body. Christ is also like that. That we, we are part and parcel. You know, we are part and parcel. It does not matter whether you are cleaning the church or you are preaching. It does not matter whether you are a parking attendant or you are a worship leader. It does not matter whether you are head of department or you, you are a cell group uh, uh, leader. You are all important. You play a role. Imagine if we would meet here. This, this, this church is a pakiwa. Eh? Or imagine you come in, there's no parking attendance. Now they've decided to look because Lona Leba Rohaka, because Lona Leba Tita Blind, they are not look today, Rai Bofa. It will be chaos. Eh? So it would mean that Bishop would need to move from here, go and try and attend. So imagine my Bishop Pakadikoloi. Why? Because you have treated badly the people who are parking. We need the Hamazalwan. Hallelujah. Let's give a round of applause for the guys in parking. Secondly, note 
Our growth is enhanced when each member is drawing strength from the head. We draw strength from Jesus Christ. The Bible says that he forsook all. He focused. He even went and died on the cross because he was focused. Little now we should focus on doing his will. We should focus on saving just like Jesus Christ saved. Hallelujah. We draw strength from that. But secondly, we, we, we draw strength from one another. Indirectly from one another. We support each other. We support each other. Listen to 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3 to 5. It says, Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is the Father who is full of mercy and all comfort. His comforts, he comforts us every time we have trouble. Note, so when, we, so when others have trouble, we can comfort them with the same comfort God gives us. So we are there to comfort one another. Mauritius was making an announcement this morning and he made a plea. He says when we make announcements about people who lost their loved ones, please, Mazalan, take time to take those numbers. Give them a WhatsApp, a, 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 a WhatsApp message. Call them, visit them, encourage them. They will receive your comfort. But sometimes you not need not to say anything, but it's called the ministry of presence. But no, Bazalani. But no, Bazalani. Uh, on the contrary, if we don't play our part, if we don't play our part, our church growth becomes endangered. It becomes endangered when members do not play their part. That's the first thing. When members make, uh, uh, when other members have to make up for the difference. It is said, Bazalani, that 20% of the church members carry the entire church. That is not right. That is not right. It means that someone is overloaded. It, is, it means that someone has been uh, 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 exploited. It, is, it means that someone has been abused. Go ahead. Turn to your neighbor. Say, neighbor. abuse baba. Volunteer. 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 Honestly, volunteer. You see, if you volunteer, the guys who are at the parking, they will only serve once a month. And have rest for the others. Why? Because there are more people. The guys who are ushers, serious. The guys who are ushers, the guys who are ushers, they can only serve once. Komuto here, he can serve once. How can I volunteer? We want to be ushers. We have a roster for the next three years. As we close, Bazalan, a healthy church maintains the centrality of prayer and the word. The word and prayer. Acts chapter 2, verse 42 says, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' teachings, in fellowship, in breaking of bread, and in prayer. Bazalan, we have spoken about prayer as being part of the logo of the church that we are a praying church, but also we are a church that ensures that the word is treated. The word is handled, the word is, is taught, sound doctrine, that we need to be rooted in the word, engrafted in the word, as Bishop says. That we have been engrafted, the word is, is, is part and parcel of our lives. Whatever comes, we are not shaken, why? Because we have the word of revelation. We have a rhema word. We have the Logos word. We hear when the shepherd speaks. Hallelujah, Bazalan. So in conclusion, God has given us a church, a, as a church a mantle. This mantle of the house benefits both the house and its members. As a church, we need to leverage from the uniqueness of our destiny, the uniqueness of our personality as a church, and the dominant distinctives. We need to work uh, uh, with God for us to keep the mantle of the house intact and function. Otherwise, we run the risk of losing the candlestick that God has given us and God will give to other people. Hallelujah. Amen. 
Hallelujah. 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 Let's just close our eyes and bow our heads. Bow our heads and close our eyes. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your word that challenges us, oh God. That, Lord, we need to be a healthy church, oh God. And a healthy church, oh God, embraces its mental, oh God. A healthy church, oh God, ensures that it grows, oh God. We just want to thank you for your word, oh God. That, Lord, even as the word goes out, oh God, that, Lord, we are able, Father God, to know that you, Jesus, is, uh, you are the head of the, of the church, oh God. That we need to be in connected with you, oh God. That we need to be covered by you, oh God. We thank you, oh God, that, Lord, you have brought us this word today. That we may be able to can grow, oh God. And we thank you, oh God, that, Lord, as the, as the mantle of the house benefits the house, oh God, it will also benefit us. We'll grow, oh God. We'll prosper, oh God. We'll develop, oh God. We'll progress, oh God. We'll become better people, transform people, the people who knows they are God, and we're doing wonders, oh God. We thank you for the word. In Jesus' name we pray. With our head bowed and our eyes closed, maybe you might be here and you're hearing me speak about the mental. And in saying that the mental... Uh, it comes upon individuals, comes upon communities, families, comes upon churches and nations. Note that for you to have the mantle, you need to be connected to the vine. You need to be connected to Jesus Christ. You need to know Jesus Christ, not just as Jesus, but also as your Lord and your Savior. You need to receive him in your heart. So if you are here and you said, Muruti, I want to receive this Jesus Christ. I want to receive this Jesus Christ. I want to receive him so that I may be able to know my mental and run on my mental and become a better person, a transformed person whose lives has changed. So if you are here and you say, Muruti, please pray with me. Please raise your hand. Raise your hand so that we can pray together with you. Raise it high so that we can pray together with you. You are here and you said, Muruti, I need God. I need to know him. I need to him to transform my life. If you are here, raise your hand. Raise your hand so that we can pray together with you. Ashas will help me. I'm not seeing the hands. Thank you for that hand. Thank you for that hand. Thank you for that hand. You are here and you said, I need to receive this Christ. All we want to do is to pray with you. I tell you, when we pray with you, you will receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. He will transform your life. You will be able to discover your mantle. So can I ask that all the people that have raised their hands, can you stand up? Stand up so that we can come and pray with you and make your way to the, to the stage so that we can pray together with you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's encourage them as the stand.